time for some Texas music talk with me, Josh Fuller, coming to you straight from the great state of Texas. Each week, our guests share their insights on the greatest music scene in the world, the Texas music scene. So get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. It's time for the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, dogs, puppies, and pet snakes, I'm Josh Fuller. Welcome to another episode, episode 19. Actually, it's episode, it would be episode 20, 
Yeah, we but uh, one was just a music show where a bunch of computer crashes. So we're officially going to call this one episode 19, but we're well on our way. Well on our way. Welcome, Randy. Oh, once again. Hey, hey, how's it going? It's going so, good. Yeah, that's you guys. Better. I just had to move up on the microphone. You're listening to us on KTXF, the real part of the Texas Sports Media Network. Is that how it's going? I still haven't written that down. Uh, it's a Sports sorry, Media Chris. Network for sports Media. Yeah. For us. Yeah. So, um, anyway, wow, 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 wow. Let me get you guys caught up on this week. One, first and foremost, I think I fixed our computer problems. Yay. We should not be dropping out of this show again anymore. I have pushed every button that I'm supposed to push. I even remember to archive without you telling me to, Randy. Awesome. So I try to remind you yeah. over now and then, but, you know. We're well on our way. So, uh, I had a fun night last night. I don't know if you heard about it or Yeah. Not. Well, we talked about it a little bit last week. and uh, Well, it was he, great. It was he, a great time. So, I, uh, Ted Cruz officially launched his campaign to run again for Senate and uh, for Texas, and he... Did it at the Redneck Country Club, and we were able to be the band that played before and kind of during and after. And Sweet. It was an interesting gig, I'll tell you that, but it was definitely a good gig. It was sweet. There was about 1,200 people there. Wow. And a bunch of news crew and media and real heavy, intense security and uh, all that good stuff. It's the Redneck stuff. Country Club. Yeah. <laughs> well... The security is always pretty good there, but the uh, the additional security of having you know Ted Cruz there, so oh, yeah, um, yeah, so that made it that made it really interesting. But it was a it was a good time, man. It was really really well done. He had a great inspiring speech. Um, he honored uh, Mattress Mac. Oh, cool. And he also I forget the guy's last name now, but he also honored um, Stephen, and it starts with a W. But he's the fellow that when we had the church shooting a few months back, and he. He heard oh it. yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got. Yeah. He jumped in the dude's truck and said, "Let's go get him." And yeah, he went and got him. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but Ted Cruz uh, honored him there last night too, and, and 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 a bunch of Houstonians in general because of Harvey and their heroics and how we all pulled together and helped each other and how uh, his message basically is Texas tough and then that's the way we live in Texas and uh, it was to me it was inspiring it was great it was a uh, it was a good night all around. Um, the Redneck Country Club again is. They're in a league of their own as far as how well they're able to do these big events and take care oh, of everybody man. and everything. Well, they they started off with that ability uh, in mind, you know, and they designed the whole place around that type of uh, events. And you know, as far as a venue, it's it, it's top notch. I mean, there there's very few other places that can manage that type of you know, a from the security and everything that's needed for something of an event like that. There's not too many places that can pull that off quick, easy mm-hmm. and straightforward and to right. the point. Well, you know, they, uh, they did during the presidential election, they did the, the watch party there. I think. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, it was going to be where if Ted had, it was during the primaries, I guess, but it was where if Ted would have made it to the through the primaries or whatever, then they had all the, the media there. So CNN, mm-hmm. Fox and all those guys are out there. And they were able to bring in big generators to power all of it. Yeah, that's, that was one. That's that was one task. thing they didn't think of. You know, it's one thing to say, "Oh yeah, y'all come use our place," and then it's like, "Holy crap, we need how much power?" <laughs> yeah, you're you're talking some serious, serious juice, juice. Even if you uh, usually, what happens in a scenario like that is you'll have all of the media. They'll have one satellite truck, maybe two, depending on the number. And it'll be a common uplink and, and all of that. And they'll do shared and they'll take turns doing their broadcast and everything else. You know, they'll do five-minute slots and 
you know, it only takes a couple seconds these days to, you know, switch transponders on the dishes. Now it, it goes a lot quicker than it used to. Right. It used to take a little while longer. You had to get out there and sometimes hand crank some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Need 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's Let's it. go back in the future. It's that far over. <laughs> it's that yeah. far up. That's, That's an RCH, uh, and if you know what that is, you're, you're, they don't, Randy. Yeah, no, we're gonna do another. They're gonna do a. <laughs> we're gonna do another segment about like how the hell did Randy know that? And I'm just gonna have a. <laughs> how the know. hell do I know that? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure out how you do that. Will we stop the whole show when you say something like that? And we just we yeah. have a we have an audio we play with like. Woof, let's play. How yeah, the hell did Randy know, know that? that? And then and we go. I can into, give you the context you to it usually as well. <laughs> Somewhere that, along my many storied past, be, I, I, I had that information. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be awesome. So. I mess with people too. It's fun. I was in a <laughs> hotel parking lot one time, and the guys had there's this truck outside, and it had all sorts of cameras and gear on it. And yeah, I wanted to know what it was for, so I went and asked them. They were out there in the parking lot having some drinks and stuff, you know, at the hotel road crew, mm-hmm. and they told me what it was for, and I was like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah, and I was able to, you know say a few few things that were you know kind of industry specific to what they were doing and they were like how the hell do you know that <laughs> well i well, shot a video about it you there know you go. it's like you kind of remember those things. you know that owner's wow. manual i kind of wrote it <laughs> uh, that, <you> know. <laughs> that would be funny that would be funny so let's see i was gonna i was looking up here it's about that time of year man when people start talking in the texas music scene at least about the uh Larry Joe Taylor Festival. Oh, LG. Yeah. And, That's uh, for sure. That one's going to be a big one. Yeah. I just had the dates here. It's, uh, that gimmick. I hit the wrong button here. Hold on a second. Folks, sorry. Yeah. So it's, uh, April 23rd to April 28th this year. Oh, wow. And obviously they're going to have a lot of big names out there. They always do. And they also have a songwriter showcase, and it's the sixth annual one. And if I'm not mistaken, my buddy Junior Gordon went for it last year and i don't remember how the turnout was as far as how his outcome came but you basically you have a songwriter contest and if you win that then you get to open for one of the bands at the at larry joe taylor fest too oh wow so that's pretty cool but and i haven't been i just heard many stories about you know the music's great yeah that's one thing but it's more of all the hanging out around the campfires and the RVs and all the after parties and all that good stuff is that's where the party really happens. Oh yeah, it always is. I mean, that's where you always have the fun when the kind of the lights settle down and all of that, and uh, then the fun starts. Oh yeah, absolutely. So let's see who they got. Let's see who they got. Who's coming up here? Well, there's a little man named Stony Larue. Oh wow! And it looks like he's gonna be the very first one. Randy Brown, Larry Joe Taylor, of course. Daryl Dodd, Reckless Kelly, Aaron Watson, uh, Randy Brown again. He's a busy fella. Richard uh, Richard Lee, Mike and the Moon Pies, Caitlin Butts, Radney Foster, Tommy Alverson, Randall King, Flatland Calvary, Mike Ryan, Casey Donahue Band, Cody Johnson, uh, Randy Brown again, Keith Sykes, Grant Gilbert, Walt Wilkins, Mike McClure, and Cody Canada. Ray Wiley Hubbard. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, can't really read that name. Prophets and Outlaws, Shane Smith and the Saints, Corey Morrow, Wade Bowen, Randy Rogers Band, Michael Hearn, Chris Colston, Bree Bagwell. Hmm. hmm. Might hear that name again later. Davin James, Max Stalling, Gary P. Nunn, 1100 Springs, 
Red Southwall Band, Kevin Fowler, Cole Wetzel, Josh Abbott Band, and Terry Hendricks and Lloyd Maines together. That'd be, wow. That'd be cool. Uh, Tejas Brothers. Um, let's see. Mark McKinney, Parker McCollum, Crager, William Clark Green, and Cody West. That's a lot of music, folks. A lot of music, but that's a three-day fest, right? It's usually three days. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you the dates, and you you do the addition. <laughs> I can do that. Let's see, I don't, I don't gotta go scroll back up to the top. April twenty-third, six-day tickets, six-day festival. Oh, six yeah. days. That's a whole. Man. You gotta ask for vacation time to do this. You gotta <laughs> really, you gotta really be into uh, to what you're doing here. Six days. I mean, Bonner is only four, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, since I'm so proud of Texas and everything, I'm going to have to venture that uh, maybe we just can't get it done in four. This is true. We got way too much talent. You know, Bonnaroo is one thing, but. Yeah, and their lineup, it's good this year. I mean, uh, I think there, there's some couple of Texas groups that are actually going to yeah. be there and, and then, uh, you know, some, some other folks. But their headliners, eh, I could live without Eminem, so. Well, know. only the green M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> Only the green ones, that man, and that's that, that's all. And I was looking for some other fest stuff, and I've I've lost it. But there's another, uh, um, I I misremembered the exact name of the place, but it's up here in the woods, um, off of 1485. It's like a Wood Showdown or something. No, it's actually oh. um, it's an outdoor water park. Um, and camping area. They're going to have a two-day fest with a bunch of, you know, really, really recognizable names. Uh, yeah. And it's like 60 bucks for the whole weekend with camping and stuff. And it's a big, you know, outdoor. They got big slides into the ponds and all of that stuff. And it, it's, a, it's a really neat place. And it's off of 1485 in Caney Creek. If you know where, uh, like, Caney Creek High School is and stuff in that area, it is not too far from there. All right. Um, And I could probably look it up. That's one way to look it up. I can look it up that way. (laughs) Well, I guess I can officially say it now. Uh, We have a special guest coming on tonight. And so far, she has confirmed that she will still be on tonight. I don't like to jinx things by saying things too early, but Miss Bree Bagwell will definitely be with us about all the cool things she's got going on, and uh, I've known Bree for several years, and uh, she's one of my favorite female artists there is, and she inspires so many other females to be artists, and uh, anyway, we'll talk about her a lot more when she's actually on the air, but I am excited to have Bree coming on the show. That's going to be awesome, so stay tuned. Keep listening. Oh, as we get closer, as we get closer to the time, I'll be talking about a lot more, but, um, she's just one of those people, man. She's just so, (laughs) she's so cool and she stays so humble for how well she has done for herself and she's never settled for anything. She's always trying to do more, do more, do more, do more. And I don't think there's somebody out there, at least that I know personally, that's working harder to uh to achieve this dream than she is I oh mean, she's, she's been out there and on it for a lot of years too i mean she, has. she you know she's not new to the process but oh, she no. still is uh she's just chugging away at it yeah uh, and she's more than just the singer i mean she's she's the booker she's the, the financer she's 
She's everything. She does it all. But she also, uh, you know, she's a very talented songwriter. She worked. She was with Stony Publishing for a while, and uh, great music videos. All her music videos are very well done. So she's got great vision, and she's got a, a great work ethic. And so people like that, I definitely like to support and lift up. And I can't wait for her to be on the show. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a very very cool time. And oh, she's yeah. also coming to Conroe, Texas this week. I yes, almost forgot to this mention. weekend, I think it is, Pacific, right? Saturday night? Yeah, Pacific Yard House. You guys have heard us talk about it and how cool the place it is. And uh, Saturday night, the 7th, Miss Brie Bagwell will be coming into town. So for you, th- those of you that are listening to the live show that are in our area, uh, you don't want to miss this. Come out and see her. Um, I just found out that I might have Saturday night off, so I might be going and seeing her. Oh wow! So yeah, that'd be I'll really probably cool. squeak down there too. I, I, yeah. There's usually not a cover, right? No cover at Pacific Yard no, House. You just come and eat and hang out, and have yep. some cold beer, and uh, they have a lot yep. of great uh, all the local beers on tap as well as yep. you know your favorite. They hope brands. you'll they hope you'll come in and drink and eat and enjoy the music, and they take very good care of the artists when it comes to pay. And for now, the way they're trying to do it is they're trying to do it without having to charge anybody a cover charge. So. Uh, anyway, you guys have heard us talk about Pacific Yard House. Uh, we're not playing our Wednesday shows there anymore, but that doesn't mean we love them any less. Uh, I definitely think it's a great venue, and I would love for y'all to uh, go check it out. And if you're going to pick a night to go check it out, you might as well pick out a night that you can go see Brie Bagwell. Anything's Mexican if you put a lime in it, right? <laughs> my friends. Pretty please and bring me my Mexican beer. Bring me one of those Pacificos. It makes me feel magnifico. From my head down to my toe. I really love my Mexican beer. So bring me some of that Mexican beer. The Mexican water that I don't fear. Bush to get out of here and bring me my Mexican beer. 
Welcome back, oh, folks. Hey. There we are. We're back welcome, now. Yay! Well, we never really left. No, we were just uh, hanging out, listening to some of the good music. That yeah, we were man. Playing, man. So awesome. I don't know if you guys noticed the theme on that, but it was on purpose, and that is the because Brie Bagwell is going to be on the show in a little while, and she, I know, has inspired a lot of female artists uh, from an early age to come up. I've, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of these female artists and I've, their parents would bring them out to shows and song swaps and everything else when they were 13, 14 years old. And almost all of them were inspired by, by watching Brie Bagwell and, and, and other ladies like her um, that came. But, but Brie, is a, it's, it's amazing how many people really looked up to her and, uh, and, and decided to be musicians. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's uh, and she's everywhere all the time. Um, she has gotten just grown her audience to a you know a great level, and I mean oh, yeah. she she she's done a lot of good stuff. And um, it's mean, cool to look up at the calendar of events that are going on in almost every single festival that. Even festivals you didn't know existed, you were looking at the roster. And like, oh, there's Brie Bagwell again. <laughs> yeah, we were just looking up the one I was talking about. It's called, it's called Cadillac's Backyard Water Park. It's up in uh, off of 1485 in Caney Creek area, and they've got it's uh, the end of June, beginning of July, J- June 30th, July 1st, and it's Corey Morrow, Sam Riggs, Brie Bagwell, Jason Cassidy, Rich O'Toole, and J.C. Robb for mm-hmm. two days of music and it's a big outdoor uh it's a big pond right you know and big you pond yeah you know, big pond with slides and stuff like that out on you know what else do you, pond, need? you know and it's yeah. just a good old country you, you, hoot nanny as a <laughs> oh, i was rooting for you i was rooting for you i was hoping you'd finish that sentence somewhere. Uh, i was i was searching for a word, uh the correct word um <laughs> Uh, I know when I grew up in Florida, we used to go to the, some uh, places called like Devil's Hole and stuff like that, right. where big springs and stuff like that. And, and we you just pull up the trucks and they have camping out there and you can go all weekend and, you know, they got crawfish and all that good stuff. And it's a it's it's worth uh, checking out, too. And then, you know, there's so many this time of year in the spring when the weather's still nice and it's not, you know, nine million degrees. There's so much going on musically, uh, you know, Larry J. Taylor Fest and all of the, and then there's so, I mean, it's endless. I mean, we could spend all night sitting here going through and, and doing searches and stuff of, of different festivals within a couple hours drive of here and it would be oh, insane. Man. It would be, yeah, it's, it's never ending. And, the, and there's a festival for almost everything. You know, I, I'd laugh my butt off the first time I heard Winnie Rice Festival thinking, what a festival after rice, but... It's got yeah, and way. Winnie. It's way more than that. <laughs> there are way more festivals out there that you're going. And I, I don't know. Maybe I think everybody listening should go to our Facebook page or our Twitter page and tell us what you think the funniest or craziest festival name uh, you've heard of out oh, there. What's the one with the frogs down on uh, uh, High Island and stuff down there? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, Frog Fest. Frog Fest. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it's a Frog Fest. Yeah, it's, but it, that's more it. Navy Seal frogs. That's what it's because usually it raises money for um, uh, Team Never Quit, I think. Oh, okay. Or something like that. But it it has Marcus Luttrell and all those guys. Right, right. Um, I'm pretty sure it was more of supposed to be a frog fest after a frog. Those types of frogs. But not not rivets. (laughs) Not ribbit rivets, but the other Even though they do have a big green thing, you know, plastered big green frogs. 
plastered on their right. uh, signs yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, it, it, you know, it's right down there on uh, you know North Galveston there on uh, I don't know what exactly that particular spot, but High Island and all of that. So right, um, that one goes on. There's they're everywhere. I mean, good they lord, really are. you got the watermelon yeah. thump, and then you got the watermelon festival. Festivals and there's men shiner fest and yeah. you know and you but see all those are normal names there's some out there that are just some crazy outlandish oh uh, you know? i know it like in florida we got the uh, wasaw possum festival yeah you there know? you and, uh, now you're you getting know, there you, and uh that's in the town of wasaw which is kind of you know florida's starting to really embrace this whole texas music thing they seems are like, well like. we've always had at north florida not so much you know central and south florida you know there was a, a great joke about the further south you go the further north you get in florida mm-hmm. uh, which is a very true thing so northern florida is uh, also known as the redneck riviera and it's a bunch of small towns like it is here in texas and it, it's quite similar and folks are just about the same and we have a lot of great small towns that do a lot of fun oh, stuff yeah. Man, well, and the music is always the music is off the hook in these towns. Oh yeah, well I bet, I bet. Well, you know, like even even here, uh, Huntsville, mm-hmm. New Waverly never really did anything um, with music or any that I remember. But I wasn't playing music then. I wish I had been. I wish I could have been a <laughs> little hometown boy that was playing the music. You know, we had one guy that I went to school with named Mitchell, and I I I regret that I can't remember his last name now. But he was a Garth Brooks impersonator in high school. Oh, wow. And he looked just like Garth, and he could actually <laughs> sing and sound just like Garth. Um, and I wasn't playing music then. I, st- I st- hadn't gotten bitten by the bug yet. But he uh, he was really pretty good, man. But he looked just like Garth and would dress just like Garth when he would do his shows. But then when he wasn't doing his shows, he was just like this little, like, I don't know, plain Jane, but almost kind of a headbanger kind of good dude, but yeah. with short hair. Yeah. But he wasn't. He didn't dress like Garth all the time. But right. then he would yeah, dress. That like was Garth. his gig, you it know. Was his gig, you but know. he was good at it. He well, tomorrow never comes. I mean, he would, he could get that <laughs> voice just right. I mean, it was great. But uh, but but Huntsville is what I was saying. They they would have fair on the square every year, and that was our yeah. big deal. That was our biggest. I mean, we had our Walker County Fair, and that was one thing. But then we would have the fair on the square. And I did get to play the Fairland Square one year when I was first starting. I don't even think I had a lead guitarist yet, but uh, we got to play out there, and that was that was pretty cool. But well, I know, uh, and I would have to. I haven't pulled up the schedule yet because, like I said, there's so many hey, things. Right. And uh, Josh is talking to Bree, getting ready for her on the phone, but I'll keep talking. So we uh, downtown Conroe has a music series uh, during the week, uh, a couple of nights a week, every week. To uh, with tons and tons of great artists coming in, and and uh, it's free and it's open to the public. It's open air stuff, and uh, uh, down on the square or just off the square. Um, there's so much to do. Uh, and while he's talking over there, I get to think of oh, the family reunion with Folk Family Revival, which is uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend in Mount Enterprise. It's a couple of day fest. It is awesome. The lineup is huge. Uh, as it w- always is, and if you remember, that was Uncle Lucius's um, uh, kind of uh, homecoming and uh, fundraising event that they did every year. And since they're not uh, together anymore, uh, hey, maybe some of them will show up and do something with some of the guys here. And uh, is she ready to go on yet? <laughs> I'm running out of things to talk about. 
No. Check, check. Yo, yeah, oh, there hey. she is. Ladies and Did gentlemen, the incredible Miss Brie Bagwell. You're, it's working. You're on the air right yeah, now. You're yeah. on. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the Fuller Show. <laughs> I know. That's such a great name. Well, it, it, it was. Actually, we can't hear it sizzling as much as I could when I had you on regular speakerphone earlier. But Okay. Uh, perfect. Don't worry. We can, we can edit out. I have a sizzle button. We can edit you it do out. Not. No, wait. Uh-huh. I can only add sizzle. I can't take yeah. it away. I was gonna oh, say. So, by the way, the other voice you're hearing right now is my buddy Randy Young. He's with hey. the Cut and Shoot Studios out in out in Cut and Shoot, shoot. <laughs> but he also comes in and, <laughs> and keeps me company, so I don't tell jokes to myself. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, that's so, I know. I you, I'm glad to see you've made one friend. I have mm-hmm. at least one friend. Yeah, at least here. one. One friend, okay. one night a week for two hours. <laughs> wow, perfect. But then I have to return him back to the to where I found him. So. Well, so if you're if you got food sizzling, that means are you home? I am home. I have two days at home. Oh my! Yesterday gosh. and today, and so I'll be dang if I'm not cooking dinner. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! Well, awesome. What are you cooking? Yeah. Well, I do Blue Apron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just throw it, in a, throw it in a skillet. <laughs> I mean, you kind of really still have to cook it, but you just don't have to go to the grocery store and buy it, which I think right. is like the part. I have such bad ADD. And then when you go to the grocery store, you end up buying like 80 million things that you didn't need. And then I'm not going to buy a whole bottle of like soy sauce when I'm cooking, you know, once a month when I'm home. Right. <laughs> so where is so home? it just works out. Where is home um, exactly? Austin, I think. I don't know. I pay rent here. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. like a couple of years ago when I was talking to you about you living in Nashville because you were with Sony then, I think. And uh, you were like, well, I mean, I pay rent in Nashville, but I'm never there. So Yeah. I've uh, been using that same bad joke for a while now. You should have Airbnb'd <laughs> it, man. Back That was before Airbnb, though. It was. It was. I actually did Airbnb um, my my place, one of my places in, when I used to live in Buda, and that was super weird because, mm-hmm. like, you, I would just lock up all my guitars and, and my computers and stuff, and then, but I would get, I, I went to a show, and these, these people were like, we stayed at your apartment one time, because, you know, my <laughs> pictures and stuff are everywhere. That's awesome. Like, that's really weird. It is kind of <laughs> weird. Well, if it's if it's girls, maybe it wouldn't be weird. But if it was dudes, it'd be like, okay, I'm never going back to that apartment again. Yeah, that might I'm gonna have to burn yeah. everything in it every time I rent this place out. I locked up all my drawers. Like I like padlocked my underwear drawer. Like you just those are things you have to do when you Airbnb. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. We we did it. We stayed at an Airbnb the last time we went up to Nashville, and it was. It was weird because it was actually kind of an apartment complex, and then the guy owned two or three of the apartments in the in the complex. Yeah. But everybody that was staying there, they were all Airbnb units, but they were. But it, it looked like you were staying at an apartment or almost oh. a cheap hotel in a way. But they were yeah. actually owned by people. But it was cool. They in outside it looked scary and sketchy as hell, but inside it looked it was fine. It was nice. And we went to one in uh, College Station. Uh, for one of the games and stuff and it's uh it's out on somebody's property they took the barn and they made a a really nice you know little apartment type mm-hmm. setting it's got a full kitchen the whole nine yards loft thing and it's you know it's in an old uh you know metal barn but it's all wood and you know really well done and uh 
They're going to have like three of them in a row eventually when right. they get to the point. And it's like, hey, this is cool. Yeah. Hey, I, <laughs> if I own property around the, around the country, I do that. So, Bree, last week I saw you post a tweet that you were home for eight hours and you had played, I think, two weeks straight with no breaks. Is that something like, sound about right? Yeah, but I was, I can't complain because the time I could have been home, I was in Nashville making my new record. So, I, I you know. know. Yeah, you I've can't heard this about that, right? I've heard this said yeah. about a lot of artists, and I, I think it's a it's a nice thing to say. I've had people say it about me at times, but I truly mean it, and I truly believe it that you have got to be the hardest working person in Texas music right now. You have to be. Um, I can't think of anybody that could sweet. work harder than you. <laughs> I can't. That's so sweet. I always like. I always like have taken that as as such a big compliment, but then I thought. Man, what what if it's because they don't have anything else to say about me? Like, <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to that's why I wanted to preface it the way I did because it is kind of used. I don't know. At first, when I heard someone say it about me, I was like, "Man, that was really nice of them." And then I heard it said about some other people that I've seen their work ethic, and I go, "Oh, wait a minute." So I really, but you honestly, yeah. goodness, every time I'm looking at if I if I see you come across my social media feed or what whichever one that would be, you're doing something. There's never just a just hanging out with the dog today. You know, it's more like, got to get my cuddles in. I'm hitting the road. Yeah. I'm very thankful to be busy now. I mean, I, I owe a lot of that to, you know, the people I work with and stuff. Right. But I, I think if I was not busy, that wouldn't be good for the universe in general. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I completely understand that. My brain works the same way. If I have too much time alone with my brain, my brain tries to kill me. So, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, I got I got to be creative somehow, yeah. some way. For sure. And I'm at this point in my life where I'm trying to find more ways to make money. Slash, mm-hmm. I've always been at that point in my life. But you don't, you know, the older you get, like I don't, you know, I want things like a house. And then I look up in my trucks. 15 years old and I'm like man you're barely getting by with your music money so you got to find other ways to supplement right. or, well you know yeah. and we don't need to get into it and get all bitter or anything but it's hard to make money in music it just is it's the yeah. return on investment isn't isn't yeah. great for everybody I mean obviously some people reach a point where it, the snowball is rolling down the hill fast enough and getting big enough that you can make some good money but I mean, for someone that stays as busy as you are and works as hard as you do, um, you see it yourself. But it's just, you know, to still have to sit there and worry about your bills being paid, it's just like, ah, come on, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> Give me oh, some money. Sure. I just played and every now, night for two weeks. And now, you know, people that book us don't understand, n- not that everyone doesn't understand, but I, I mean, now I got a cruise and I got three guys in my band sometimes four if it's a big show then i got a tour manager and then i have a merch guy and then i have management taking 10 percent, and i have you know booking taking 10 percent or whatever they take i don't just throwing (laughs) out random numbers there um so your break even gets higher and higher and higher right and it takes more people to put on the show the bigger you get Right. And, and that's more people to pay. So just because you see a guy rolling up in a big old bus and a big old trailer and they're rolling out all these people and or these things, you got all these people setting up their gear for them and all that. That's all people that got to get paid. Yep. So, oh, yeah. you know, they, they're like, oh, I can't believe they're making 25000 a show. Well, they're not profiting that. I guarantee you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ain't taking no home way. much each. Believe no me. Way. Not at all. 
man no way at all so yeah for sure and then now my van's in the shop and it has been on and off for the last two months and i was like man we had a great january like who when have i ever been able to say that i mean january (laughs) is like the death month for musicians and for some reason we had just like this really killer january like money wise and i was like really pumped and then my van breaks it was almost like (laughs) Jesus knows when you got it, and he's like, well, here's another challenge for you. Just remember, it's a rule of threes. That's one. There's two more. Let's just keep keep her humble. She's getting too big for britches. You have more mechanical problems and probably more flat tires than anybody I've ever seen. I know. I know (laughs) it. And you know what? I'm trying to solve. I'm trying everything. I'm, like, getting rid of a bunch of our cases. I'm trying to, like, get a lighter trailer because – as many miles as we do, I mean, we're doing an oil change at least once a month, if not two. I mean, we're really wow. just hitting the road so hard. And I think the eventually, you know, 150,000 miles, the van's like, this is our second one. But yeah. it's kind of it's kind of over it after Steamboat. Yeah, I, well, that's, a, that's just a, that's a hard, hard miles, too. Oh. You're going all yeah. over the place, all different conditions and all. All that good stuff. Do you ever have to drive, or do you you always pawn that off on the men's? <laughs> well, I think they probably are scared to let me drive, and I let them think that, even though I, I really feel like I'm a better driver. Um, but now, the yeah, tour manager and I'm a merch guy kind of split time, which is super nice. Um, and then I, but I still do a lot of acoustic shows and radio tours, so I'm still driving all the time. So if mm-hmm. I had to. But when I when I'm on the road, that's I'm either asleep in the back seat or in the front seat working on my laptop while we're driving. So right. it's kind of my valuable time. I hear that. Yeah, right, you mm-hmm. got to get it done sometime, and that's about the best time to do it. You know, right? And yeah. See, and then I'm not yeah. I'm not disciplined enough. I just be back there like I don't know playing video games and all that junk. <laughs> so I, yeah. I I I did a little. I mean, I I try not to go people that I know like. I've, me and you have known each other for a few years now, and uh, I try not to go digging through like bios and stuff and making it all formal and everything. But I went ahead and pulled up to make sure there wasn't anything about you I didn't know. And apparently, there's plenty I don't know. But uh, so <laughs> you, you you went to UT and got a marketing degree, correct? Yes. So when you were first starting out, do you think that really helped you as far as being able to get your brand established as Brie Bagwell when there used to be no Brie Bagwell? Um. I mean, I, I, I freaking hope so after that much money out of state tuition <laughs> that I'm going to be paying yeah. uh, for the rest of my life. Um, but I, I, I think mainly college kind of teaches you just to like learn and adapt and, and solve situations because I mean, marketing when I was in college, Facebook came out when I was a, a freshman, you could only use it if you were at a college degree. So I didn't really learn a lot about like social uh, media yeah. marketing so and everything, which is like all I do. Could. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just think it it taught me a lot of maybe like the life experiences that I wrote songs about or like I made a bunch of friends that was super helpful later mm-hmm. on in life. And then, yeah, it teaches you to kind of be disciplined maybe, if anything, yeah. and how to party. <laughs> and how to party. See, I missed out on all that. I didn't go to college. I didn't learn how to party the right way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure you're doing a good job. <laughs> I can I can hold my – well, I, I don't party as much as I used to, but I – uh I definitely partied in high school. I used all my party time up in high school, man. Like when I was 16, I had alcohol poison. I'm not bragging. I'm just, I, it happened. Oh, yeah. But uh, 
I did all my drinking back then. And then, of course, when I first started playing music, I had to be drinking, right? That's what we do. We get on stage. We think for some yeah. reason, we think that to, to play the music, we got to be drinking it up and everything. And I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. did that, I did that a lot. I, I still drink some, but I'm, I'm more of a give me a couple of whiskeys. And I know you like your wine. And uh, so, yeah, I kind of I kind of relax instead. I relax and drink. I don't party and drink, I guess. Right. You get there. I mean, yeah. and that's, and that's, you know, I would say early on, especially when I started my band, you know, we used to have like a lot of fun and I, I wouldn't trade that for anything. But now, you know, I got five shows in a row and there's more people mm-hmm. at them and I can't, I've seen it on YouTube. It's not good when I drink too much. <laughs> uh, so I'd rather not. And sometimes people get their feelings hurt about that, which I think is like, so weird it is weird yeah if you don't take a beer from them or take a drink from them they get offended but or they think you're pregnant if you're a girl that's oh, very yeah, true that's yeah, very yeah, true yeah, i yeah. i can honestly say i've never been accused of being pregnant no, no, <laughs> no, never have. the last time you and i hung out was at game on sports because you had a show somewhere else but then mike ryan and i were playing a show and you came over there and then you hung out and we had a few drinks and then I taught you a fancy toast and we put it on Snapchat. Remember that? I think that was, I was laughing so hard that <laughs> night. And you know what? I actually got, like, I felt so bad the next day because I think I said, I said something to you along the lines of like, I knew you were fun, but I didn't know you were this cool. I don't remember what I said. But it was like, like, I didn't mean to be offensive, but... Well, I, wa- I, I wasn't offended at the time, but now that you bring it up, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, no, something, I think I remember something like that. Well, a lot of people don't know my full potential. I don't unleash it often, you know. I usually, <laughs> I'm usually, I'm the, I love it. I'm the guy on the outskirts letting everybody else have their fun while I make observations and dirty jokes, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we're both always working usually. I mean, even True. if we're playing music, we're still, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, we weren't I, I saw you. Productive. I saw, I think it was you posted it or maybe Jody Booth posted it and it was, it's been a while, but you were like, man, we've been trying to do this for years. We finally wrote a song together. And that's the, I guess the problem with people that are out there playing music so much is that you're just on so many different spectrums going so many different directions that unless you actually like play a festival together or something like that, it's really hard to actually bump into each other and just have time to hang, you know? Yeah, totally. And and it's so surprising because I have not written songs with so many of my friends and and i have to go like i'll go to livingston and go hang out with jody for a couple days so we can Mm -hmm. write songs but i mean i've only done that twice and he's one of my best friends so it's like yep well he's a hell of a songwriter too oh you're not alone in that one i i I hear that a lot from a lot of my my singing songwriter friends up in nashville and everywhere else they they, it's hard they have to make appointments Mm -hmm. to to get in with each other and that's just you know that's hard then you got to train yourself to be creative on the spot yeah but if you're working i guess if you're working with talented other songwriters and one thing my downfall i have not collaborated with people not by choice it's just the people that I want to collaborate with that I think would mesh well. It's very hard to get time, you know, set aside for it. And then I, right. I have I, I co-wrote co-wrote I wrote it. That's why I don't write. Uh, yeah. No, but I co-wrote with uh with one guy for a while, and our brains work two different ways, but we still were able to come up with some pretty good stuff, you know. But not stuff that I, as an artist, would sing. I would. I, they were good yeah. songs, but they weren't for me to carry on to do on my shows or anything like that. But they were still some pretty good songs. 
and I forgot I did do another co-write, and you I've sent this song to, um, that wedding dress to burn song. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I I co-wrote that. Well, I wrote I wrote all of it, and then I realized, okay, wait a minute, I'm not a I'm not a girl, (laughs) and this is definitely from a a girl's perspective who's a little bit bitter, just a little bit bitter, and so I wanted to make sure. And I came to mind. Yeah, you came to mind. (laughs) No, (laughs) just your your at your sassiness came to mind, but so uh, I wanted to get I wanted to get I think I might have even asked you if you could do it, and you were just honest with me. You're like, look, dude, I just I, I I I hate telling people no, but in the long run, I eventually I'd put it off enough that it wouldn't work. So I have to say no. I just got too much going on, and I, and I appreciate the honesty. I like it. But Julia Cole is the one that helped me go in and put a female perspective to it, and she just got her golden ticket to go to Hollywood with American Idol. So who knows? I love her. I love she's her. She's a trip, man. Yeah. She's, she's really amazing. full of energy. <laughs> yeah, she's so great. That yeah. that's so good to hear. But I I mean, not that my two cents about your songwriting is is worth anything but i think like i was kind of beating myself up about like not co-writing as much either and um my producer was like we were about to go and cut the second half of my record and she was like these five songs sounds like they were all co-writes while you were at sony with great co-writers so what we've been doing and is well we wrote one song like in a songwriting group by ourselves. And so I did that for eight weeks and then we went and cut the second half of the record with pretty, with all brand new songs that I had written mm-hmm. by myself that I, I mean, I'd already had the record completely picked out and done in pre-production and we were going and she just had this hunch. And so I think like there's, especially when you've been doing it for a long time and like you write so great by yourself, like it's not, it's not like a terrible thing. And then actually we just started it back up. So last night was the first night we started this songwriting group back up again. It's oh, really sweet. cool. So do, do y'all do, so I got to play the Dripping Spring Songwriter Festival um, last year and it was cool. eye-opening. It was eye-opening and, and, and it, was, it was almost life-changing. I would like to say it was life-changing, but I haven't changed my life yet. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was really cool and I noticed that a lot of them, all the, there was 40 songwriters there and a lot of them already knew each other and a lot of them were in these groups together and some of them were spread out really far. So with your songwriting group, is it a physical get together or do you guys do like someone sends out a challenge and then over email you guys have to do, how does your group work without giving away the secret? Well, it's all, it's um, because they're all in Nashville except me. So it's all over email. So she gives out a prompt on Monday and then you have a week to turn in the song by, you know, Sunday night at midnight, but it's actually, you know, Brian Keene. Uh, um, I don't think I do. Okay. He's, I he wrote like, I'll sing about mine with Adam Hood for Josh Abbott and okay. Okay. some Randy Rogers songs, but his solo stuff was really great. Um, he's amazing. So he's married to my producer, Rachel Lloyd. So she's in it. And then Charlie Worsham's in it. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other people that I've never met that I don't recognize, but they're amazing. They're in it. And it's, so it's just through email every week. It's really cool. I like it. It keeps you it keeps you sharpening the saw for sure. Yeah, I, uh, it's really hard to do, but it's good. Yeah. I wanna get I wanna get myself on, on one of those deals and I think this year if I get invited back to the Dripping Springs thing, I'm gonna be a little more comfortable with meeting people and, and trying to get more involved and um I need to I need to challenge myself. I guess I've just gotten myself so distracted. I, I would work and then I do baseball with my kid and then I do all this other stuff. Now I got a radio show, you know, and I'm just like, I don't pick up my, I don't pick up my guitar and write, but I do have, I have three new songs I've written in the last year that 
that stop the sh- they that, like when you start playing it, everybody shuts up and listens. And so I think I'm oh, onto something there. It. Yeah, yeah, and they're good. They, uh, I haven't really been that kind of an artist before. You know, like there's certain people that the second they start singing, everybody just shuts up and listens. You know, and I don't know if it's their voice or the music or the style. I don't know what the secret ingredient is, but there's some people out there that can just they dominate the room no matter what if people know them or not. And I've never really been that guy, so that means these songs must be pretty okay for it to be working. But um, but cool, man. Uh, so where were? Awesome. How's food coming? How's the what? How's your food food. coming? Oh, I've already been sneaking bites while you're talking. Uh huh. I I thought that. (laughs) It's a great diet plan. You just call into the Josh Fuller show, and he won't let you shut up talking to put food in your mouth. So what? uh, So which uh, which studio are you in in Nashville? Well, we, um, I'm on that, uh, on that Texas country up and coming budget. So, um, we, <laughs> I know we that tracked, budget. Um, yeah, we tracked all the songs at the Sound Emporium, which is really cool. They yeah. have a studio there. And, um, we tracked with just killer musicians and that are, you know, how they are there. Mm-hmm. Like this person oh, plays yeah. for Kenny Chesney and this person yeah. is like, they're so awesome. And, uh, we, we tracked the first five we tracked in them um, all in one day and then i did all the vocals at her house and then oh. i did all my own harmonies pretty much there's a couple people cool. we had come in and then we just did the second session so same thing we tracked them all in one on sunday at sound emporium and then i'm doing all the vocals at her house so how many how which album will this be three or four five uh, four four that's four. awesome wow yeah because it doesn't Crazy. seem like very long ago you just you released the last one and I've, three years I've, though Really, it's been three, huh? Yeah. I just remember every time I'd go to the RCC, your picture would be right there with your big pink background <laughs> and everything, and it'd be all over the RCC with your, <laughs> your, uh, with your stuff. It. it was pretty cool, yeah. But um, Love So it. you're going to be actually in my neighborhood Saturday. I know you probably don't know. You just go where the where the, the dudes wherever tell the you. bus takes, <laughs> wherever the van <laughs> drops you off at. Like, what town are we in? But no, you're going to be yeah. at Pacific Yard House on Saturday, right? On the seventh, I actually do know because I still confirm on my own. Yeah, well, I know you do. And, you're well, you're that one like, man show. <laughs> actually, I'm trying. Yeah, to, I got management now as of a couple months ago. Sweet, and they're like, "Let us do more for you," because I'm like, "Oh, I'm so busy." But I, you know, <laughs> when you do it, I've never had management my entire yep. career. I, so handing it off is so difficult for me. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little bitter that I have to say neither have I. Yeah. <laughs> I've always and I because I suck apparently at managing a band. I've, I've I've had to do all of it myself, and I mean I've seen you talk about doing taxes and all that, so you really do every bit yourself. And uh, I I tried to manage that myself, and it's it's not hard. I mean it's not easy. It's not easy to do it all, and the booking side of it. Are you still with Red Eleven? I am. Are you still yeah. the only female with Red Eleven? No, I'm actually, I think they have Julie Roberts now, which is really cool. Remember her? I sure hate to break down here. Yeah. Jam. Um, And I I think she's been with them for a while, so I don't, that was not a glass ceiling breaker you. (laughs) I mean, well, I'm trying. I don't know. I'm knocking my head on it, but it's it's been great. I was saying before you, before you called in that one, there's several reasons I admire you, but one is the a way that you have have done your business and also your you've performed and the songs you've written but it's inspired so many young artists uh, mostly female that 
I've known for years now since they were 13 or 14 years old and almost every one of them are like they got into it because Bree and oh you know whenever I was at her show Bree would let me come up and sing a song with her or she would always come down and she'd always hug me and act like I was her best friend and like that's beyond the music that's way more important like to have that that effect on the next generation of songwriters is just really really cool man so that's, oh, I appreciate that. I There's like a it. moment and you like never know when that moment it's like, when did you get to be like in the scene? You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. always like outside and then when are you in it? And then when did, and now I feel um, with that, which I think makes me want to cry hearing you say that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but it also, you that's feel just the onions from pressure. Blue Apron. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you also feel a lot more pressure, you know? Yeah, I could I could imagine that uh, feeling that feeling that pressure, but at the same time, if if you're true to yourself, you just remember just keep doing what you've been doing because apparently it worked, you know. So that's it's just stay. I don't know. Never get too big for your britches. Yeah, yeah, no man. Doubt. Well, I I went to yoga today, remember? So I'm I'm trying not to get too big for them. <laughs> well, the good thing about yoga britches is they grow with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I like launched my own yoga pants line last year. Oh, uh, I, see, apparently my stalker level is is not as high as it should be. I forgot about that. I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah. The, the entrepreneur. <laughs> hey, you got to, like she said, she got to figure out a way to make a few more dollars. Man, dude. <laughs> hey, here's, here's, I'm going to share, I'm going to share the, my secret method with you, Bree. You're welcome to yeah. use this and pass it along as long as you give me credit for it. But I, mm-hmm. I live. By the ass method, A S S, always selling something. I love it. So always selling something. It's the ass method, but I don't know if that's, I love that. I don't know if that's kid approved or not. But <laughs> diversification. <laughs> I think that's something. great. I didn't, I never knew what it was called, but that hey, I I invented that. That's <laughs> that is mine. I, I, well, I, I realized that too because one yeah. time I made a little lamp out of a Rebecca Creek bottle for my merch table. And someone came up and was like, uh, I want that lamp. And I was like, you can have it for $50. Hell yeah. I'll and even they, sign it for you. <laughs> yeah. And I've sold probably 10 of those at least. There you go. More. <laughs> there you go. How long you been with Rebecca Creek now? Cause I was with them for a little while and you yeah, were there way before me. Five years. Wow. They're cool nope, people. Six. Holy. Well, yeah, six years almost. Wow. Yeah, they're cool people, man. I hate. Yeah, I, I I got picked up by somebody, uh, another sponsor, and uh, I was not on the paid sponsorship program with Rebecca Creek when when I got this other sponsor. And this other sponsor was going to pay me, and they were like, uh, "The only way we're going to do that is if you tell Rebecca Creek it's been fun." And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I called them up, and they're they were cool about it, but they were also like, "Well, dude, why can't you just you know." talk about us too it's two different products i was like uh, because they said i can't i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i feel bad yeah. yeah it gets complicated but i mean with them i they've been really loyal to me and i've mm-hmm. been really loyal to them it's been really nice but um we've definitely we're trying to you know you're always trying to get more but then you 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 walk that line of becoming you know i don't want to become a walking billboard no. on my posts and stuff but man i'm trying to get a new trailer and that's, you know, and I'm in the middle of a record. My van's getting a new motor right now. Like, I don't, yeah, I, our trailer, we pulled so up. Good. Randy Rogers was like, Bagwell. 
you got to buy a new trailer. That looks like <laughs> a cuss word. I said, dude, you don't even know how far down the list that is on there. It still <laughs> rolls. It, it still rolls. <laughs> yeah, it still goes forward. It's like, got four it's weak, It's got but... four tires, but only two of them have to work for real. Like, come yeah, on. <laughs> that, and the uglier it is, the less chance somebody's going to steal it. That's true. Ooh, That's true. Now, that is a wonderful, yeah. that is so great. There you go. Yeah, if it's all or pretty ma- shiny, got your decals on it. Uh, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. Now you could yeah. like glamour it up or something, you know, to where it just like no man would want to take it. Like, just make it all as girly as possible. Bright pink and uh-huh. you know, that's what I did to my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I love it. My trailer is too in. small. I can't glamour. I can't. My my trailer is tiny. But then again, I just I haven't. I haven't reached that. Uh, I never reached a level of touring as far as miles go and size of band and all that stuff that you have. And so my my trailer was just as compact as can be. Plus, my guys would never ride with me. Yeah. There was a time where I was trying to raise money and save money and do all this other stuff so I could get a van, you know, make it legit. Like, I got a van. But then I realized my band members would never ride with me. Everybody would come from different angles at different times mm-hmm. and it would have been the biggest waste of my money if I'd have bought a van. It really would have. But I, then again, I wasn't going from here to Nashville to Oklahoma to, to New Mexico. And you know, I wasn't doing all that. So there was no, no real need for me to get the van except for pride. I wanted that. I wanted that van. That would have made well, me validate myself. I'm going through now. I'm like, I had all this pride. I wanted all this stuff. Now I'm getting rid of it all. We're getting rid of our guitar ball. I'm trying to get rid of my, my big X32 soundboard and go to the compact and mm-hmm. trying to get rid of, you know, cause you, you, you want all this stuff and that's what you think you need. And then the more, you know, you do, yep. the more you realize you don't need any of that stuff. Yep. You need less. <laughs> my, my guitar player and I have this running joke that you can tell the bands that have been playing for a while because they come in, they got all their gear on one little cart and they just pop it up on the stage and then they're done. And then you got the new guys coming in with their Marshall twin stacks and they're, you know, they're, they're like eight by 15 bases. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. It, it, you only need a, a, a very few things these days with all of the in-airs and all of that. Yep. You, you can roll in with a couple of racks and, you know, literally on one cart. I like a nice rack. And, oh uh, my! Yeah, <laughs> a rib, a rib. Like and I said, on the outside, telling dirty jokes. Only if you got an extra one. <laughs> uh, the, but then you know, most a lot of the houses now, a lot of the a lot of the venues have pretty decent PA's, and you can p- punch right into them now. And and, mm-hmm. and that's it, the other it, problem you know, I ran into. Yeah, the other problem I ran into is I had all my own my own gear, right? So I had my own little sound system that I carried with me everywhere. And then when I got hooked up with uh, with Michael Berry and the Redneck Country Club, and then I was doing a lot of festivals that year too, I hadn't touched my sound rig in like, I don't know, 18 months. Uh-huh. And so I was like, screw right. it. I'm selling it. It's out of here. And then I sold it. And then all those gigs kind of fell by the wayside. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I started getting hired at these places. I had to bring my own stuff. I was like, crap, I got to either rent gear or buy gear. If I rent gear three times, that co- covers the cost of the gear. So I went and bought the gear and went broke again. And now it's sitting in my dang trailer in my storage unit because everywhere I've been playing has their own sound system again. So yeah. It's one of the, <laughs> it, it's, right. it, it's a catch 22. You got to, I got like stacks and stacks of gear and studio stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, I've been going through it for the last couple of days and I just rolled all, you know, a bunch of rolling racks and stuff like that. I'm really not using for mm-hmm. anything. And it's like, 
So well, I'm going to Vegas, porch. so you should sell all that, donate the money to me. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Uh, and I'll go to Vegas. I'll put it all on black. And then, well, mm-hmm. but when you go to Vegas, you just have to go to my sister's table and do that. I'm going to where's she at? She works at the Four Queens. Okay, well, we're going to the Golden Nuggets. So, well, you be can, right there. Well, if you go on Fremont, which you will, mm-hmm. it's right on Fremont Street. It's Four Queens, and you just walk in there. She works in, at night. And you just walk in there. She'll be playing. Uh, she'll be on the craps table, and yeah. uh, you'll know she's my sister. <laughs> and uh, that almost scares me. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give you specific instructions on what later, to do and later. mess with her because uh, every every all my friends that go to Vegas, I send them over there and they all mess with her. So it's, awesome. it's a lot of fun. She's a, she's a good hoot. So too, speaking so. of fun times, um, I love it. You're fixing to go on a thing to Mexico, right? Yeah, I is am. It, is it uh, what's the name of that resort? Uh, El Dorado yes. Royale. Wow. Love that place. <clears throat> I love that place. Yeah. I want. I need. I need. I need to go back there. We went uh, for a wedding two years ago, I think it was, and that was very nice. It was very cool. And then when I saw, I think you did it last year too, didn't you? Yeah, I've done it. This will be like my fourth year maybe. Wow. Um, But last year I went with Mark McKinney. This year I'm going back with Steve Helms and Mm -hmm. Jamie Richards and Bo Phillips. And it is hilarious, but I I had to like put my foot down because, it was, it's three, like 200 pound dudes. And so there's four of us song swapping and they would get tequila shots every round of songs. But I'm like, <laughs> I can drink, oh, you know, I can hold my own for a female, but I'm like, yeah. not a 200 <laughs> pound, 45 year old man either. So, well, you know, that's a pretty big stage there. Y'all played this, it's the same area right there that they do the karaoke and all that every night, right? No, we play by the pool, so it's really Ooh. cool. So it's like a four-hour show, and it's everyone's in the pool, and then we're on this under this little cabana, and they got like a swim-up bar, and and everyone's yeah. drinking. So I poured out my one of my tequila shots, and someone in the was in the pool like watching me and called me out. So, oh no! I know. <laughs> So I got to start drinking tequila. Now. Actually, yeah, it like scarred me. I couldn't drink tequila for a good like six months after that trip. But see, down there, the tequila, well, it depends what that guess what they bought you. But we would do yeah. the tequila tastings. We did them every day um, that we were down there. And so we had the the good stuff, the sipping tequila. That's I like the sipping mm, tequila. Yeah. But, I do too. But that cheap shooting stuff, nah. And then That's, once I came. And it was hot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, tequila and the heat don't don't do good together. Do yeah. they do a really good job with that resort? The first day we were there, I noticed there were zero birds, none. And I was like, "What the hell? There's no birds." And then the next day, I looked and um, like saucer. well, then I also looked and I noticed there's not a single insect anywhere. And I was like, "Well, there's the reason there's no birds. You got all the big iguanas walking around and everything. And they're getting what's what's left." And then I think our third day there, I saw some bugs. I was like, "Oh, okay, they do have bugs. Darn." And then I saw a shit ton of birds. And I was like, okay. And so the birds came in, cleaned all the bugs out, and pfft, they were gone. <laughs> wow. I don't know if they train them birds or what, but yeah. And they have a, that's a cool resort, man. It's a really it's cool beautiful. resort. Beautiful. Yep. And that lobby when you first the first walk in or whatever. Yes. Is, you're making me want to go back now. Damn it. Oh, I'll have to go check I that out. I know. I've not Come been up, there, what, so. 
I'll stick For to Belize. Starting at eight hundred dollars, you can come too. Yeah, I think I'll pass. Uh. <laughs> One day we're we're not giving away everybody's business. I do want to ask you more details about that on how all that stuff works, but uh, we don't need to talk yeah. that much shop. So, um, yeah. I also want to bring up because it's no small feat that you are now a five-time female vocalist of the year. Six, Josh. Six, four. son Six. of a. Mm, I thought it was five. Can you believe that? I can. Yeah, I can totally believe that. I don't know. Crazy. But um, <laughs> so I was so upset because I was playing a show, so I couldn't go to the awards. And I was like, man, you know, one, like, if I don't win, I don't care. I mean, I, I will care, but I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad. I'm like, so glad there's more females now, like, makes me super happy. And mm-hmm. So then I was like drinking wine. And it was my last show. So naturally, I had more wine than the night before. <laughs> and um, then I was like, and I'm like really sad. I haven't lost this yet. And I was like pouting. And like the next day, my radio promoter, you know, Dave called me mm-hmm. and he's like, Congratulations. I said, What? I said, Nobody told me. Like, I had probably 50 freaking friends there <laughs> and I didn't get one text message. So I called like Steve Helms and he was like, Well, I figured everyone else texted you. And then my friend Jade was like, I figured everyone else texted you. So like, nobody told me. That's Sad and funny at the same time. All right. And you're like, dang it, I got a wine hangover because I drank an extra whole bottle because I got suddenly depressed. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm getting old. There it is. I need to hang it up. Oh my Go be God. a yoga teacher in Thailand. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why well, I gotta be Thailand? That's that's far enough away, I guess. But well, that's awesome though. So yeah. And then what else did you get an award for? Video. Yeah, our video of the year for Beer Pressure. And then Texas Music Pickers gave us Female Vocals of the Year, which I guess they're coming to Chili Fest on Friday, and they're going to present me with my award on stage on Friday. So that'll be That's that'll really be cool. me cool. to get. Yeah, I mean, it's just those little things that, you know, when you're driving and, and, and I'm my band's in the shop, and I don't know how I'm going to get to my gigs this weekend. It's just the little mm-hmm. thing that keeps you motivated. Yeah, and you're like, well, I do have this award. I can say I did that. I did that. Yeah. I've got Great. I've got one little award here in my studio that's not even hanging on the wall, actually. I don't know mm-hmm. where it went. But uh, we're, we're in Houston, I got voted male vocalist of the year one time. That was mm-hmm. pretty. That's a pretty cool feeling. I remember seeing that. Yeah, that was pretty neat. How I, are you, by the way? Me? How are you doing? I, yeah. Oh, I see Twitter, but fine. I'm doing fine and dandy. My, uh, I'm I'm in baseball land with my eight year old. He plays on a select team, so we play uh, every weekend or every other weekend, and we do that. And then I'm doing woodworking, and I'm still playing some music, but I'm kind of staying close to home these days. I really want to focus more on the songwriting aspect and get other people to sing my stuff. Um, and yeah. And so I'm just kind of being creative and staying close to home because my kids are just at that age where I like, it's very fun to be an active part in their, in their life. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, you know, things I had, I went through a slow spell and in that slow spell, it was revealed, revealed to me how much I enjoyed being around the kids and stuff. And so then I didn't, I kind of stopped actively trying to get busy again, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so I just I decided, and then you know I, I went all in on my last album, and uh, we've talked about money enough tonight that I don't need to complain to you. But uh, <laughs> it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. And so yeah. um, 
to you know, and you know as well as anybody else does, it's, it's not just how much it costs to record the album, but it's how much it costs to put it out there to radio and how much it costs to to market it when it is out to radio and and all that stuff. And if you don't have that steady stream of gigs to kind of hopefully break even, it just makes it really hard. And um, and and yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know, I feel you. I mean, it's like what I'm, you know, what I'm doing to record this record this is going to be double what i paid for my last record Mm. and what people are buying i'm probably going to make less because of streaming and everything than when my last record came out just what i mean hopefully not but but no you hope yeah the same people amount of people bought it i would make less or it's just so frustrating because you're making less and you're spending more and that Mm. model is is just not no, the business model. The, yeah, the business model for music is it, it's horrible. It just is. I mean, it's if you're gonna, be. if yeah. you break a set of strings, that's you know, that's a pretty significant chunk of your show money that night. You know, yeah. <laughs> if you use good strings, I mean, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, as many shows as y'all play, it probably doesn't pay to have good strings. It's like they just got last one night. Let's do this. <laughs> But, uh, right. So, or I just ordered merch. Like I just ordered an eight hundred dollar order of hats. You know, people are like, "Why didn't you have any merch?" It's like, well, to make it cost efficient, you have to order fifty at a time. And right. and you know, it's like there. This is so much. It's just and but thankfully, I mean, the saving grace of all of this, and what I'm thankful for is that in this state, at least, people are still supporting local live music. You know, right. so they have, are. But that's the only way to make money. And for every person you have out there that 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 doesn't show you support through money, you have somebody else that will show up and they're like, you know what, just give me five shirts, give me, right. give, me give me ten hats. And I've had a couple of guys that that would do that for me, where they just show up to a show and you know they just wanted to support you, so they just clean your merch table out and then instead of give handing you a bunch of money, they're just like, yeah, I'll take all that and I'll give it to my family for Christmas presents or whatever. And yeah. unfortunately, there's only one of those for every. 100 shows but <laughs> if we could get well, 10 million more of those kind of fellers that'd be great too but i was i was reading a, a thing about merch and all of that and, and how the the money is working these days it's you you make more off of selling one cd or a hat or a shirt at a show than you do with like a thousand streams or yeah. five thousand streams you know and mm-hmm. and all of that and so merch and everything else is is, is how you make them how you, how you can it is, but a lot of to do everything. My, I think, totally something that I was terrible about was dipping into my merch fund to pay for the next thing that I needed to do instead of just keeping it as the merch fund to continue. You have to though. To continue to I bring, mean, I know. my God. Well, trying to get like you know you're sitting there you've gotten like in my case recently like anecdotal here is is, is I hit uh, I finally got to 21 on the charts with a song so I was like I got to jump out there with a new single like right away because that's the best I've ever done and so I had some money that I'd made from merch and money from this and that and I I, I had to dip into that to get that next single out there cuz I just felt like I had to do it right away and then you know the next few shows you have no merch to sell so you're not making all that extra income and it's, it's so it's crazy. It's a vicious man. cycle. Well, it's a terrible <laughs> cycle. But it just makes you wonder, like, how cool would it have been to make music in the 70s and 80s, you know, when you could sell tapes and albums and all that good stuff. and or even Yeah, just or the, to be a songwriter during then. When, oh, you know, know, if you yeah. got a song on George Strait's album, 
you're a millionaire, even if it didn't wasn't a single. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore, and that mm -hmm. is that to me is super cool because man, you were just look, you were just trying to write a great song to get an album cut. Now you're trying to write a crappy song that sounds like every other song to mm -hmm. get the single, and that's why it's not working. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree yeah, 100%. It's true. it's true in there. And uh, some of the stuff I was working on, uh, you know, trying to figure out a different model and, and trying to figure mm -hmm. out a different way to do it. And, uh, you know, it. Uh, I, I don't, there's no magic, you know, solution yet. And I think, you know, it's getting closer, uh, you know, to some answers, but it's still, it's a whole lot of money and there's a whole, not a whole lot of return. That's for sure. No, there's not. I mean, the, the people with the number one songs on billboard and everything, they're like super hits are only making the songwriters only getting like 40 grand for, you know? Well, it, well, I know a lot of, you know, songwriters, I mean, they've had number one hits and a lot of them. And, at two different times back when, you know, there was a lot of radio play back, you know, it was a nickel a spin or, you know, a couple cents a spin. And, right. when, you know, okay, so you got a number one hit on country music. That's a lot of spins. That's a lot of money. Right. And, but now they're just like a number one song and, and it's like, it, it's a fifth uh, of what they were making. Right. Off of a, a and they're still playing shows, songwriter shows for money. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, quite a few of them. I mean, more now than they had in the past, for sure. Man, I tell mm -hmm. you, I enjoy those songwriter shows more than, like, I thought I would. Me too. <laughs> and house parties. I, I finally got to chant, um, based off some connections I made at the Dripping Spring Songwriter Festival, there's a big house party group out there in uh, Austin. And I got I'm going to get to do a show there in August, and that's going to be a lot of fun, but... Um, man, just having people come in and sit down and sh you know shut up. I hate saying it like that. Actually, I, li I love <laughs> I love saying it like that, but I don't mean it in that way. But yeah, people that will just come in and sit down, and shut up, and listen to the songs, and then clap at the end. Um, to have that undivided attention as a songwriter is awesome. You know, because priceless. Yeah, yeah. I've got friends that are completely happy as long as people are two stepping. They consider that their applause, not me. I need to have people clap, but I also want to look out there and see people really paying attention to the words because I put a lot of effort into putting those words together the way that they're put there together, you know? Yeah. So right. that's, that's, I really, it's way more fulfilling as a songwriter to hear people like when people, or when they come up after the show and like, man, that one song, and it's not your typical people come up and like, oh, I love that song, dude, it rocks. But the ones that come up and like, you know, the middle of that song where you talked about that lady and the this and the that, and you're, and you're like, wow, they were really listening, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I love and that. And between, I'm kind of in the in the middle because now I'm my money of, with my band, so we got to do. So I'm trying to like write these upbeat songs that are also like lyrically full of mm -hmm. me, you know. But yep. then trying to insert that one into the show, it's hard. It's a really tough thing. But it I'm, is I'm, hard. I'm, Doing one, I guess I'm going to be in Galveston Thursday. I think that's going to be a listening room, so I'm excited. And that's that. when you get to pull out the ballads unapologetically. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's the thing that I that I struggle with is I'll be on the stage and we'll have them all worked into a frenzy, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna sing the song, and the lady dies at the end. So you know, just hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring yeah. y'all so far down, you know, but. Uh, but I, my, I don't know. I, I guess my my ballads. I kind of I get. I'm, the older I get, I think the ballads I'm more proud of because they mean a lot more and they tell a story. And 
but you don't want to kill the party or the buzz. So you're like, dang, do I whip this out now or do I go ahead and just keep it upbeat? So I struggle with that on stage a lot. I'll have I it do written. Too. I'll have it written in the set list and I'll skip it. <laughs> well, I know, and I do that too. And then people will say, You didn't play that song. We came for that song. And then I wish I wouldn't have skipped it. But I think, you know, it's so hard when you're up there because we as as an audience member, if you, Josh Fuller, were in the audience, you're an artist, you're a writer like me. You don't mind being taken on this emotional roller coaster. Right. You don't care if you're crying. But the people that are there have been working all week. Maybe they want their Friday night to not think. And so mm-hmm. it's not thinking is the beer drinking honky tonkin songs. Right. So it's so hard. But then when there's that one person in the crowd that's like, you didn't play whiskey. I'm like, yeah, because it's slow. And that's my favorite song. Not that that's like a really deep song. Mm-hmm. But it's just slow. So sometimes we skip it. Right. And then I always regret skipping it yeah Yeah, i know it's 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 hard to make it look effortless is what it is (laughs) there's a there's a controlled chaos that goes on that it makes it really hard to just and you can't please everybody or like mitch hedberg said you can't please everybody all the time and last night all those people were at my show (laughs) i love him oh my god is awesome i remember one of the first times we met you knew him and i thought that was so cool because i quote him all the time and nobody ever catches it. Man, we we <laughs> would listen to Mitch Hedberg all up and down these Texas highways, Great. man. Just oh, and I, I'm a best. comedy junkie. If I could pull it off, that's that would be my next gig is to be a stand up comedian. But I'm not good at rehearsed jokes. I'm just good at being funny on the spot, like real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I could be like an opener or something, and just be the guy that goes out for five minutes and makes fun of people. <laughs> I've always thought because I've always thought that there's a need for like a woman comedian that's not completely uh, dirty G-rated or uh, not completely X-rated. Like there's no middle ground. And right. I, I feel yeah. like that could be. Yeah. There's no, there's no female equivalent of a, of a Brian Regan or a Jim Gaffigan where they are, they can be a little edgy, but they're never dirty and they don't even cuss actually, but they just, right. but they can talk. I feel like up, that could be me. Do it, man. <laughs> it's yeah, there really isn't. It's nothing but a thing to... just a step for a stepper you got it <laughs> oh, love you it. could start working on the you know the the one-liners in your show you well know, i'll you tell you what slide them in and see what kind of reaction you get you i know? i would little, guarantee little good idea. Yeah. i would i would be willing to put money on the fact that your skin probably by now having toured with all these guys for as long as you have has got to be the thickest skin out there. Well, I mean, I, and now I don't know all the, I don't know a lot of, of the actual working touring female musicians, but I think any of you female musicians that are out there surrounded by all these dudes all the time, y'all have to have some pretty thick skin oh. and be able to roll with some pretty good punches and, 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 and fire back at them too. And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still like a really sensitive human and I don't think that'll <laughs> ever change, but we had someone with, with us on the road not too long ago and, and and we were just like like he totally messed up and then the next day he was like sorry you know i'm just still getting used to this female thing <laughs> and i was like okay that's really weird because if i was a dude i'm pretty sh- like sure you still messed up but whatever <laughs> man. that's what i said <laughs> like whatever I'm still getting used to the fact that uh, women exist. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I was born into a world like this. Like my mom was a woman, but I didn't think she counted. 
Exactly. I was just like, did, did that just come out of your mouth? Like, I don't wow. even know what that means. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not yeah. the most progressive guy in the world, but I, that's the. I live in a house full of women. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no sons. I have daughters, and it, it's uh, yeah. Randy can't walk through his house without stepping on a hormone. <laughs> that's funny. No, he. Uh, I love it. The female thing, you know, that's that whole thing about being a female. I don't know. I don't know what he meant by that, but yeah. Yeah. Could you say it? <laughs> <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. But, uh, well, cool, man. I'm, I'm having fun talking to you, and you're welcome to hang out and talk to us for another 20 minutes if you want. But this is the point where I also give you the opportunity to bow out, eat your food, and relax. And She's already finished. She put the dishes in the sink. <laughs> oh, you, you heard her it? washing the dishes already? <laughs> it's like 80% done. Oh, okay. what, what you never, besides Blue Apron, you never told us what you were eating. What's on Bree's well, plate? That's the next soy sauce, Let some me read the exact title from Blue Apron because if I described it, it would be like some pasta thing, <laughs> and that would not be accurate. So. That's all I need to know. Is that pasta with chicken or beef? Or no, but it's not pasta. I don't even oh. know what kind Quinoa. of thing it is. <laughs> Italian style shrimp and sweet peppers over fragola sarda pasta. See, it is okay. pasta. You were right. See? Yes, for sure. It's this but pasta it, thing with like. But it looks shrimp. like couscous or something. Oh, okay. Couscous. Quinoa? What in what quinoa? It's Fagola Sarda, Josh. Fagola. That's a. Fagoli. Fagoli. That is. Yeah, Randy, whip out that brain of yours and tell us what she's trying to say. For Jolie. Yeah. It's, it's for Jolie. Okay. Yeah, my wife's Italian, so. <laughs> well, that's good. Ooh, lucky you. Lucky you, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, don't ask her to say uh, tortilla either. <laughs> tortilla. No, tortilla. Tortilla. Cute. Oh, that's awesome. So I have um, a new favorite dish at the Thai restaurant, and now I'm addicted to it, and I order it like three times a week. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's a... I don't know, pad su pad oh. pad no pad su tai ooh. I don't know. I'd look it up on my phone, but I'm afraid I'll lose our connection. <laughs> It'd be that. Yo, <laughs> that they have I'm, pictures on those menus, so it's it's <laughs> not that menu. No, so so you're so we have DoorDash over here in the woodlands and we also I don't have to leave the house for food. That's the beautiful thing about it. Maybe that's the reason I'm not as busy musically as I used to be. Because <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I want to play music. Oh no, you order food, it's much easier. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, we got DoorDash to deliver anything. They'll deliver Wendy's if I want to. Oh yeah, Instacart delivers groceries right to my doorstep, and then Amazon delivers anything else I might need. So yeah, there's not much of a reason. Y'all Rand- suck. Randy I- comes here to do the radio show. So, <laughs> and I, you know, it's not like I don't have my own studio. I can do it at my house too. But <laughs> you could, but you choose to come do it with me, and I appreciate that. Well, your internet connection is a lot better than mine. I, I I do live out in the country. I don't even get pizza delivery at my house. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's sad. I, love it. Yeah. I can get Wendy's and you can't get pizza. I know. Man. I have to drive. Go cut and shoot Texas. I mean, now if I if I make a phone call, I can get you know my friends at the liquor store to bring me booze or something. But that's about <laughs> it. That's about as far as delivery goes. And it's in my the same house. friends that used to bring it to you when you were underage too, probably. <laughs> no, but they probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 who your whiskey man? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Funny stuff. All right, so uh, where else you're gonna be? We okay. You're gonna be at a couple of festivals. You're playing Larry Joe Taylor Fest. Yeah, it's our second year to play it. I awesome. played it for the first time last year. I was so excited. It was like the one festival I was just like dying to play in right. like seven years with the band. I had never played it. We played it last year, and we're gonna play it again this year. Larry Joe Taylor. We're playing Chili Fest this Friday, which is our first time ever playing that, which is cool because my guitar player Nathan, you know Nathan, mm-hmm. he's from Snook. Okay. So, yeah, so that's cool for this him. is his like dream gig. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's yeah, a, that other one that Chad, what is that? No, it's Cadillac Backyard Water yeah. Park. That's uh, up in my neck of the woods. So. It's Chadillac. Chadillacs or whatever it's yeah, called. She's going to be there. You're everywhere, Bree. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a cool show. I think Corey, Corey Morrow or someone. Yeah. It's Corey and Sam and then you on uh, Saturday. Yeah, me. I'm the headliner for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're at the bottom of the list. That may be. You're the last name I read. That's the one that's important. You know, it's funny. Um, We went to... I used to follow Phil Pritchett around. I don't know if you... Did you ever hear Phil Pritchett back in the day? I love him. Okay, good. He So he produced my first album, but before that, he also... I was just a fan of his, like a super fan of his. He actually made me... like. Learning Charlie Robinson or Charlie Robinson's My Hometown was the first Texas music song I ever learned. And then that's when I was introduced to this whole world of you can write and sing your own stuff. And um, and then seeing Phil Pritchett play is like, holy crap, we can have fun on stage and sing and write our own stuff. This is awesome. <laughs> and so Phil was like my guy. He was he was my new Garth Brooks. I was like, that dude can entertain a crowd. And so. Uh, so yeah, I followed I followed Phil religiously for a while, and then luck as luck would have it, I was able to get him to produce my album. But I remember right uh, be- right before Eli Young Band went to uh, sign their big record deal, Phil was going to be playing it here at Papa's on the Lake in Conroe, and and uh, so we saw the marquee as Phil Pritchett and Eli Young Band, and so we were like, oh sweet! So we all show up. Well, I don't. I never go to a show late, but Phil always started late, so we all. So all my friends showed up late, and they missed Phil because Phil was the actual opener. He was opening. <laughs> but we didn't know that Eli Young Band was as big as Eli Young Band was, and so yeah. um, and it, I mean it was, it was not. But six months later, that they were out with their video, when uh, oh. when it rains, I think was the first one they broke out with. But anyway, but yeah, so. We, Total, total perspective warp right there. Like, we were like, no, Phil's got to be the dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. He wasn't. That's funny. I, I remember when I moved to Austin because my brothers were huge Texas country fans, and that's how I got into it. They would drive from New Mexico. they drive to El Paso to go watch Pat Green and Jason Bolin, and, and mm. they would come back, and they'd have stuff, you know, signed. And I would for me and CDs and I would just love it. And I remember I moved to Austin. I was 18 and Randy Rogers was playing at Nutty Brown cafe. It was like their free Wednesday night series. And I went and I thought, man, I'm going to be like the one girl here that knows all the words to every song and talk about a (laughs) perspective shift. I was like, everybody knew every single word. It was insane. (laughs) <laughs> it was, and I was like, "This is a whole new world." Right? Yeah. yeah, you thought you tapped into some magical thing, and it was like, "Dang it, I'm Welcome I'm late to, to the party." Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of yeah, I'm late to the party, and I'm in the yeah, exactly. And and you know, young man though, they've always been super cool to me, and I always like to tell people those kind of stories, even though they wouldn't care. But 
they came to College Station and they were always super nice and 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 helpful. And then they blew up and they came to College Station and they called Hurricane Harris and asked specifically if we could open for them oh, there, which cool. was really neat. Yeah. So I will always love them for yeah, that. That's really cool. I remember <laughs> they didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. And that's you know. I got a couple of stories where some people did some stuff that they didn't have to do. One was the first, I got my first gig at Firehouse Saloon, courtesy of Corey Morrow. And it was a weird reason. We were there seeing some other band play, and I can't remember who it was. And my buddy was like, Oh, yeah, I went to college with Corey. And I was like, Yeah, you and everybody else. Everybody says they played, yeah. you know, everybody said they went to, with Corey or Pat. And so Corey walks in. And this is when he had his now wife, but she was just fresh his girlfriend then. And um, Corey walks in, and he sees my buddy. He's like, hey, Scott. And Scott's like, Corey, what's up, dude? And they, like, gave each other a bro hug and all this other stuff. And so then Scott introduces me, and he's like, hey, this is my buddy. He's a singer-songwriter, too. And so Corey's like, cool, y'all want to go out back? And we're like, yeah. So we walked out back, and they're all smoking cigarettes and all that other good stuff. Well, then Dwayne, um, that owned Firehouse at the time, he walks up. And he's like, oh, hey, Corey, what's going on? So they start kind of shooting the shit, you know, and all this other stuff. And then Corey goes, hey, this is my buddy Josh Fuller. He's a singer-songwriter too, man. You ought to give him a shot. And I had a, I had a gig there that, that next month. And Corey, no way. Yeah, and Corey had just met me. He That's like, he would not have to do that at all, you know. But that's he, so awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And I'd been dying to get the Firehouse Saloon because in Houston, that's it, you know. It's Firehouse Saloon. So, um, But, yeah, that was that's my story. And then. Another similar one was I met Roger Ray at one of Jason Boland's shows and we talked for a little while after the show. And then the next time they were at Big Texas, I walked up and he goes, Fuller, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, let's go have a shot. And so we went back in the back and we had a shot. And I was like, sweet. So when I recorded my album with Phil, um, he knew Roger and I was like, hey, can we get Roger to do Steel on my, on my album? He's like, yeah, probably. So he called up Roger Ray and Roger got to do it. So like, I don't know. That first album was cool because it had so many heroes on it. You know, it had Phil involved. It had Roger Ray. And it was pretty cool. But That is really neat. I love those stories. I mean, and I tell them all the time, and I'm, I'm going to get in trouble one of these days. But I always <laughs> I always tell the stories of, you know, like when I was first starting and I was playing, I was with William Morris, and I was kind of like, they put me on every Josh Abbott opening or mm-hmm. Randy Rogers opening, and it was freaking awesome because those were like my heroes at the time but they were like 500 bucks and i would just be like selling t-shirts by myself all night to make make right. the rest to the band and 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 so there was so many instances where they gave i remember the first big time it happened man i hadn't been with them very long william morris very long but we opened for josh abbott at whitewater it was us whiskey myers and josh abbott so we were like first first wow and it was like 500 bucks, 45 minutes or something. And Josh Abbott came over and put a thousand dollars cash in my purse. Damn. Yeah. You and don't I hear will stories never about that. forget that. I know. And now that I'm like established, no one thinks I need that thousand dollars anymore. I don't get that. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Just because I got six female vocalists of the year awards don't mean my tip jar is closed. <laughs> like, come on. Nobody. Nobody tells me any cash anymore. Damn it, no, man. No, I'm just kidding. I but it, like, it's it's really fun. I feel the same way. You know, like we were just talking about it as a band the other night that like it's been years since we got flashed or anything like that. That stuff just don't happen anymore. 
<laughs> flash? Yeah, flash. Yeah, flash. <laughs> it's the guy thing, you know. I was trying to say that as uh, non graphically as possible. Because your fans have grown up. They got they, kids and I stuff know, now. And nobody wants to see that now. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I was at Blaine's Pub in San Angelo, and every time I had played there acoustic, Something crazy has happened. I've, I definitely always had seen some flashing. So I t- I had my band there for the first time. And I was like, hey, you know, every time I've been in this bar, something crazy has happened. But I got my band here, so I want something crazy to happen because we're a brand new band. This lady gets on the table. She starts dancing. I said, okay, here we go. She does not take off her shirt. She takes off her pants. Whoa. <laughs> in the bar it was like the weirdest thing in the whole world oh, i was man. trying to sing and not laugh it was awful oh man okay it was so, so weird. I, I i shouldn't tell this story but i i have do to it. now you you opened up the door so uh <laughs> do you know do you know charlie hager and captain legendary man of course okay. and i love them so they're real good friends of mine that's why i'm gonna get in uh, trouble so we were playing <laughs> We met through um, through Michael Berry and, and all that stuff before the Redneck Country Club was built, and we played out there at uh, House of Blues. And so it was a memorial. I remember this very this night very well. It was a Memorial Day, and I played a Memorial Day festival right here in the Woodlands. And then we got done, and I packed up, and I had to be down at the House of Blues for for a load in or sound check pretty early. And then we were going to go on and play, and then Captain Legendary Band played too. And I think it was the night that Steve Cropper was there. So it was a Skinner tribute and all this other stuff was going on. Cool. And anyway, so then after that, we had the after party at Hefley's in downtown. And Dwayne, who used to own Firehouse Saloon, now owned Hefley's, Dwayne Hefley. And so then we go there. So now we're talking three shows worth of drinking I've been doing. And so we get there and I got wasted and <laughs> so did charlie hager <laughs> all right and so at one point we're sitting there playing and michael barry was there and he said he hollered out he goes hey charlie come on up here and play a song and charlie stands up and he is only in his tidy whities i don't no. know i don't know how it happened i don't oh know when it happened gosh. but he's just kind of standing there with his arms out and kind of just in all his Glory, his hair's all down or whatever, and he's just like there standing in his tidy whities And then this other woman was wearing his pants over her pants. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Awesome. When did that happen? And so, that is so awesome. So then we were like, no, go ahead, Charlie. You just sit down. <laughs> and somehow he got his pants back on before the next song. and then, But, yeah, so Charlie's one of those guys that no matter how wasted he is, you put the guitar in his hand, he's on. He can play, yeah. He's on. And and he's a weeble wobble. He may weeble, he may wobble, but he don't fall down. And he he called him up to do a song. We wanted him to do uh, Yabba Dabba Do, The King Is Gone, and So Are You, or whatever, George Jones. Jones, yeah. And so he starts stumbling, falling, flowing. He didn't fall. I'm sorry, I said he didn't fall. He flowed up to the (laughs) stage. And... It was he barely made it to the stage and I hand him my guitar and the second he touched that guitar it was like magic. He stood up straight, he put the guitar strap around his neck, and he got up and he just belted out the most beautiful rendition of this song you ever heard. And then he gets done, he takes the strap off and he goes to hand me my guitar and he just let's go. Bam. <laughs> but for the oh But for the four and a half minutes that he was singing with that guitar in his hand, he was as sober as you could be. 
but, but before that and after that, just boom, just gone. But uh, yeah, I'm jealous of that. That no does not lie. happen to me. I know better. But I than to even try. Full disclosure, I love those guys, and I'm saying all these stories out of love. But yeah, what is the guitar player's name? Um. Dang, you put me right on the spot. Oh, Every, sorry. My wife calls him Guitar Jesus. Um, yeah, because he's got he's got Aaron, the hair Aaron, with the fan. Aaron, Aaron Bancroft. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's my favorite. He's got the hair with the fan. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's and got his hair down it. too. Yep. So I went through a phase where I grew my hair out. I don't know if you even saw me in that length of time, but it got he, down to my shoulders. I love it. And I tried to. I tried. I, I sent them a tweet and I said, "Hey, I got long hair now. Can I be in the band?" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> they oh didn't even humor. Gosh. They didn't even humor me. They just kind of ignored it. Yeah. I think they they yeah. just they hit the little heart button. I was like, no, that's all the interaction yeah. we're gonna give. Okay, me. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. But those oh guys, those guys are amazing. They're they're hard workers too because they all got their day jobs and stuff too. Man, they just they do their day jobs and they run around and got their kids and somehow still manage to go and play a ton of shows a year. Oh yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Last time I saw them was at the Christmas party. Okay. Uh, Redneck Country Club Christmas party, but that was Long three time. years ago, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we it do was the, a while. The only time we see each other really now is when we get together for, they have an anniversary show in October for the RCC, for the people that, for us, or us people that were the originators of, you know, of, of that place opening. So you got us, Dub Miller, Captain Legendary Band. Um, uh. And then, then they bring in Market Junction now and, uh, and a couple other people sometimes too, but. Uh, but yeah, we were the we were out there at the front of that place before the stage was even built. Dub Miller was out there sitting on a bucket before the <laughs> boards were nailed down. And that's true. Um, Do you remember the first three? Well, I mean, you you weren't there. I don't know why you would remember that. But of course, the first I remember. three times that I played there, it was below thirty degrees. Oh yeah, same here, dude. And it was outside the outside stage. Outside. Oh, yep. And it was a wind tunnel. So if a front was actively coming in. The wind tunnel faced north, and so you just get this blast of cold air and <laughs> mist. That cold mist hits your face. We remember Lee, yeah. uh, uh, Rick Trevino came and played a show there, and he wore a scarf <laughs> and uh, while he was playing, and a lot of people wanted to make fun of him for it. But, hey, it was cold. <laughs> Whatever, man. Singing in the cold. Whatever keeps them, uh, you know, vocal cords. Yeah. Got to. Warm. Got to. But oh, yeah, absolutely. that place that I, I love the outside stage. Obviously, the inside is real beautiful, but I think the vibe of the outside stage was something that something hard to find. But that could just be that. I do too. I'm waxing nostalgia here, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I filmed menu. a video out there. You did. So did I. Yeah. Oh, we should have combined. Too, we should have combined forces. Oh yeah, because I got Houston Texans cheerleaders on my video. Hell yeah, with choreography and all that. <laughs> hey, but I Man, had you had a girl I had, there. A, I, had <laughs> I I got a I, I'm kind of proud of who I had as a co-star on mine too. Okay, but, yeah, okay, she, I know she's pretty hot. But uh, yeah. no, um, it was fun though. It was I also mushed a girl in her face. Yeah, I did, and so did the, my co-star mushed a boy in his face because they were getting in the way of us. So they had to get yeah. mushed. Get away. <laughs> Be gone, Satan. <laughs> but all right, so while we're talking about venues, real quick, and I know this, this now we get to the cheesy interview questions. Okay. Um your favorite venue so far to play. Like which one did you go and you're like, holy crap, I'm really here. This is awesome. Besides Redneck Country Club. Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> Bluebird in Nashville, I got to play there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It was that really would, unreal. It was cool. That would be. Love I walked bird. by it, but man, it was so busy. Every time I went, every time I've been there, I go there at the wrong times, and it's just always like they're one so in, one out. So it's just always busy. I think. Yeah. Downtown Nashville's <laughs> insane now. You can't do anything down there. There's five floors of party. Uh, so everywhere. besides the new album that you're working on now, what's next? Oh my goodness! Besides the new album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just kind of looking at my tour schedule. We're doing like Iowa and Kansas and Oklahoma this summer. Mm. Um, so lots of traveling. Um, I should have said something awesome like, well, I'm pregnant. But that's, um, <laughs> so that, I'm drinking for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, literally just one foot in front how of the other. Right how now. many, how many tracks on this new album? 10, maybe 11, if we decide to do like a piano vocal um, last minute, but probably just 10. Sweet, sweet. But I'm doing a full record, so I'm, I'm pumped about that because, you know, a lot of people try to talk you out of that, which I, I get. I mean, I get it. There, mm-hmm. People don't buy records anymore. But if you have the feeling that you want to do one, and I did, I'm like, man, I would be, I just want to do an album. Yeah. I felt that I had the so. same struggle when I was, my last album that I did, I was like, man, I have this much money. I can either go and cut four or five songs and then use the rest of this money to promote the shit out of those songs, or mm-hmm. I can go. I may not ever get a chance to record again, so I can record all these songs now and see what happens. And I just couldn't walk away from recording all of them. I had to do them all. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's definitely taking me twice as long. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you want to do it, so I'm 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 hoping. If you're gonna <sighs> do it, do it right. That's really? how they say it. Yeah. yeah. Mm, get down, boy. <laughs> get on get down. Get on down with yourself. All right. So you're gonna be in town, my neck of the woods, on Saturday at Pacific so Yard House. So yeah. all, my, all my local friends that are listening live right now can uh, can come check you out there. But yes, if there's please. anything else you want to get off your chest, now's do the time. Now. Do it now's the time. Yeah, I would like to off. say something. I'm okay. trying to fold a fitted sheet right now. <laughs> and I am so, like, I thought I had it down because I YouTube did once and last time I did it and now I can't do it. Man. I'm just, I'm giving up. Thanks to YouTube, you, you can almost do anything, but you can't, apparently you can't do it twice. I know. I'm so upset. But um, I did launch my own jewelry collection, too, called the Texas Silver Rush. If you go to their website, you can check out my new, all my turquoise and all, all my, right. turquoise. my stuff. That's in the that's in the new Brie Bagwell land. Wow. Um, Yoga pants and turquoise. Turquoise. <laughs> I, I can quit now. Like yeah. I really can quit. Yeah, you could. You got so your jewelry fulfilled. and your yoga pants. You need to come yep. out with maybe a shirt collection or at least a robe collection, and then you can Ooh, quit. <laughs> there we go. I'm just in. Slippers. slippers, slippers, man. Slippers. <laughs> you can go barefoot, but you know you can't just walk around in yoga pants and jewelry. You got to have yeah. the top. Well, can you, can you not? Optional. Well, I mean, you can. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, in Austin. <laughs> in Austin, you can do whatever you yeah. want. Apparently, yeah, but, totally. Yeah, some fuzzy slippers that are really comfortable. Those are good sellers. Maybe uh, fuzzy. <laughs> how about fuzzy slipper onesies for the Brie Bagwell collection? It's a onesie and it's got like a hood, and then it's really fuzzy and it goes all the way down, and then it's turned and it's got feet on it that are fuzzy feet, and then it's got jewelry built into the onesie. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you can put now the onesie, and now you're dressed and you're ready for success, whether you go out or whether you stay home. 
Are you drunk? No, no. actually, tonight's got- the only night I haven't drank. <laughs> Damn it. I'm just kidding. I love Jetson. it. I'm an, I'm an idea it. guy. I didn't say they were all good ideas, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of ideas. They just don't, not all Random work. ramblings. Yeah. It's, rim- it's the end of the show, and that's yeah. what I do. I just ramble and ramble and ramble. So, uh, well, I, I really hope that you work out that fitted sheet problem. Yeah, no kidding. But thank, thanks for uh, having me on the chat. I really enjoyed it. Y'all are awesome. And well, thanks. I'm glad you, you and tell your friends. You tell all I your will. friends that, that Josh has an okay thing going, so come talk to him. <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you covered on that. <laughs> I, I like catching up with you. I think that's the longest we've actually gotten a chance to talk because usually I have to like – fight my way in and be like, hey, what's going on? You're like, oh, not much. How are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing pretty good. And then somebody else walks up, hey, Bree, what's going on? <laughs> That's not true, but ma- thanks for making me sound like I appreciate that. Everybody wants, everybody <laughs> wants to talk to Bree, but uh, oh. you keep you keep on doing what you're doing. You've inspired a lot of people. It's, it, it inspires me to see how busy and how hard you work, and um, I just can't wait to see how far you take this thing, man. It's going to be – it's fun watching you grow, and uh, and I think you're doing awesome. So keep it up. Uh, thank you so much, Josh. Good. I mean, good to talk to you all and, and best of luck. Let me know what I can do to help. Absolutely. If Absolutely. Sure. Well, you just keep doing you and we'll, we'll handle the rest. Enjoy the rest I of your it. day off. <laughs> all right, Brie. Well, we're going to let you go. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for calling in and talking to us. No problem. I'll talk uh, to y'all soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome! Great was, conversation. Yeah, I, like so you said, it's most we uh, get to talk to uh, her. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like I, it, it, it made me not as crazy as I made it sound, but it really is kind of hard when you're at you're at a venue and there's a lot of people that want to talk to either you yeah. or talk to them or talk to whoever, and you it just might get up, give her a hug, say, "Hey, I'm gonna holler at you," and, and you know, and all that. That's about all you get. It's it's tough to you know have a conversation. Show. It really is, it's yeah. I mean, possible. and then it just everybody's brains are going a million miles away. But anyways, we've uh, we had a that was a great show. That was a lot, a lot of fun, good times. I'm glad Bree called in. Thank you, Bree Bagwell. If you're listening back on this to the podcast, thanks everybody for come tuning in to KTXF on your TuneIn app. That's how you listen to the show live. And I will have this up as a podcast, as always, everywhere that you go and listen to your podcast. So share it with your friends. Tell them. Hey, there's a new talk talk show in town. There's a new podcast out there, and it's a lot of fun. And we get to uh, we just get to cut loose and, and let artists be the, themselves and have a nice little hangout session, kind of like the hangout sessions we have in the green room. So, thanks everybody for listening. We will see y'all next week. Damn, that's pretty good. Bye y'all. Since it kept accidentally popping up, I decided to just make my own little outro with it. (laughs) Do it on purpose this time. That sounds great.